want us to get straight to the word of God this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Shake your neighbor as a neighbor. It's time for the word. Guys, you can take your beautiful seats. Um, we're going to read a very familiar scripture. And I'm probably going to speak three things and sit down. Hallelujah. And, but I believe that this is a word for somebody this morning. Um, we've been speaking for the past 10 weeks. For 10 weeks we've been sharing on one on this series entering the rest of the lord resting in the lord hallelujah how many of you enjoyed that word for the past 10 weeks Amen. what an awesome revelation that the lord was keeping on bringing to us every sunday if you want to hear more of that you can visit our information desk i believe that message is going to be there in the name of jesus christ amen but um the lord just directed me to this scripture and uh, he said son this is what i want you to speak this morning i don't know what he wants to say but i said lord just use me as an instrument this morning and uh, just do that which you want to do this morning in the name of jesus hallelujah 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 we we're gonna get our reading from the book of luke chapter number 22. very familiar scripture Look, chapter number 22. Oh, Jesus. Luke 22, we're going to read from verse number 31. Up to verse number 30. 33. Don't be surprised of people that are standing. We, we all stand for the reading of the word. So if you are a visitor, please just stand with us in honor of the word of God. Luke chapter number 22 from verse number 31 up to verse number 33. And um, the Lord shall be good to us if we can get the new King James Version. And um, I want us to read together as a concert. Let's read together as a concert. You can read from your own version, but if you can see the screen, we've got the New King James Version on the screen. I want us to read it together from the screen um, as a concert in Jesus' name. Amen. Are we ready to read the Word of God? Let's go one, two. Oh, come on, let's read together. Let's read together. Let's go one, two. Verse number 30, verse 32, let's go on to. But I have prayed for you, that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Verse 33. But he said to you, Lord, I am ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. Let me read for my version. This is the message version, and then we will pray. Simon, stay on your toes. Satan has tried his best to separate all of you from me. 
like chaff from wheat. Simon, I have prayed for you in particular that you, that you not give in or give out. When you have come through the time of testing, turn to your companions and give them a fresh start. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we stand this morning. We stand, O oh Father, under the mighty hand of you, O oh God, and we say, Lord God Almighty, may you speak to us this morning, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray this morning, O oh Father, that, O oh God, we shall not speak our knowledge. We shall not speak our intellect, O oh God. I pray that, O oh God, just use my mouth as, a, as your peace, O oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that your word penetrate through our hearts, that your word, Almighty God, brings, Almighty God, understanding and light into our lives, O oh God, that your word elevate somebody's life that your word restores hope in somebody's life that your word encourages somebody this morning in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I pray Lord God Almighty may it be so for you are watching over every word that it fulfills that which you have purpose in Jesus mighty and precious name we pray and let the church shout and say amen come on shout and say amen as you are standing can you guys just turn to Job 1 verse 12 Job 1 verse 12 Job chapter 1 verse 12 so that I just read all the scriptures and then we we just move on Job chapter 1 verse number 12 if you are there shout amen, amen. the Bible says in verse number 12 and the Lord said to Satan behold all that he has is yours power only do not lay a hand on his person. Somebody say his person. his person. If you check in the New King James Version, I don't know about this version that you guys have. My, 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 my version, the word person is in italics. And once we put something in italics in a sentence, those that do copy and know English very well, is because it's owned by somebody else. It is a brand. It is a name of somebody. Hello, somebody. And the Bible says, All that he has, it's in your power. Only do not touch, do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out of the presence of the Lord. Amen. You may take your seats in the name of Jesus. Jesus is just about to to be taken up to heaven and uh, he has already fulfilled the ministry that the Lord has called him for on earth and uh, one thing that was missing in his ministry on in his purpose right on this setup where we have read in the book of Luke the only thing that was missing in the life of Jesus was just crucifixion Amen. Amen. He has gone out and set the captives free. He went out and preached the word. He went out and did all the things that his God, his father, had asked him or instructed him to do on earth. The only thing that was remaining right now was for him to go and face the cross. One of the things also that was about to happen was that he needed to meet his betrayer, Judas, who was part of his ministry. Hallelujah. 
Oh, come on, smile with me, church. Shake your name as a neighbor. Please smile with the pastor. He is just about also to meet his betrayal. And after he meets his betrayal, he must also, he must also go through the beatings. He must also go through the piercing. But the ultimate goal is that he must end in the tomb. That was the objective or that was the purpose of his life on earth. That he must end in the tomb. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, Jesus was supposed to end in the tomb. But within the ministry of Jesus, there were the 12 disciples, but there were also the executive board within his ministry. There were people that were, that were very close to him. And those people were Peter, John, and James. And we find this in the scenario when he went out to Gethsemane where the Bible says that he went out with the disciples to Gethsemane but when he arrived at Gethsemane he left the other disciples and he took Peter, John and James and he allowed them to be closer to him. He allowed them and he exposed himself to Peter, John and James and he said to Peter, John and James in Gethsemane, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. He was saying to Peter, John, and James, there are certain things that I cannot tell those ones because some of the people that are in my ministry, they might be traveling with me, but yet their faith level is not the same as your level. There are certain things that I can only expose to you. And there is a learning right there that we must learn as a church, that you must learn as an individual. It's not everything that must be told to anybody. Because we might all be your friends, we might all be your acquaintance, but we don't all have the same understanding of who you are. Oh, you're not hearing me, church? We might all know you by name, know where you were born. We even know the car you drive. We know the house. We've been to your house. But it is not everybody that you must expose your issues to. There are certain things that must be private. And they are only known by only few people. And if you hear them being told and being said on social media, being said somewhere, you know that this, I only told this person. If these issues went out, they went out because my confident betrayed me. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you have a confidence in your life? Some of us are so, are so lame and so careless with our lives that everybody that steps into our lives, even if they arrive today, they start to know everything about you. You don't know them. You don't trust them. You don't know where they come from. You have not even tested their intentions. About why are they connected to me? Because there are certain people that have discovered certain things about you that you are able to do and you don't know. They will only connect to you only to feed from you. Those are parasites. And one of the parasites you are sitting next to right now. And you don't know that what they were there in their life, in your life in 2018, they got it, they're about to dump you, and 2019, you will call them and they say, the number you have dialed is not available anymore. Not because they have died. No, their objective in your life is done. 
That is why Judas was not part of the executive committee because Judas had a purpose to fulfill in the ministry of Jesus. And his ministry was to betray. Hey. Let me tell you something. Everyone in your life, you've got a Judas. And if you don't discover the Judas of your life, you are in trouble. And some of the Judas, even if you pray them away out of your life, Judas does not go away. He keeps on staying. Why? Because he's there to betray you. Look at your neighbor. <laughs> I didn't say talk to your neighbor. Just look at them. And don't say a word. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. Is this a Peter or a Judas? Amen. Now, where we are right now in the setup in the book of Luke, chapter number 22, Jesus is about to, to go. And if you read the, the scriptures going downwards, Jesus tells Peter and say, Peter, you are going to betray me. You are going to deny me. And you say you don't know me. And Peter being the spokesperson of the ministry of Jesus and he talks too much and he answers and he said, Lord, even if they were to kill me, but I'm not going to deny you. But, but can I talk to Peter? This is Jesus who is telling you, you are going to deny me. And you are telling Jesus, you won't deny me. But let me tell you something, Peter. Jesus is omnipresent. He has been to the future. He knows what is going to happen in the future. Actually, he is not angry that you are going to deny him. Because your denial is for the fulfillment of the scriptures. It's a story for another day. Let's get to this thing. And the Bible says in verse number 31. I'll give you the topic just now. And the Lord said to, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Remember, if you've got an iPad or whatever, but I think the New King James Bible has headings on scriptures, right? You, the heading that is above that, just above 31, what does it say? Jesus does what? Peter's Peter's denier. Jesus predicts Peter's denier. But verse number 31 says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon. But the, the, the heading says, Jesus predicts Peter's denier. Which, which must tell us that in this time, the name Simon had already been changed to be Peter. Hear me now. Shake your name and say, move with the pastor. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. The name Simon had already been changed. He had already been converted to be called Peter. But the fact that you are converted into the new creation does not mean that your old creation disappears. Pastor, what are you talking about? Some of you are Holy Ghost filled. You speak in tongues of men and angels. But when you are provoked, the old man rises. The Simon in you comes back. Yet you are called Peter. And people look at you and they say, is this not Peter? But it is Peter operating in 
in a Simon spirit. in speaking in tongues and do not address your old man because the devil knows which buttons to press the devil knows how to provoke you so that your old man can come back again and everybody that is sitting in this house we all have an old man that we are fighting every day that is why Paul says at my flesh I take it and I put it under subjection I discipline it so that it can hear and obey the Lord why? so that when I have preached and taught others so that when I have spoken to others I will not be casted away because I've got an old man I've got a history I've come from somewhere but this history it keeps on following me this is obedience this is who I was. But let me tell you something. Obedience, and this is obedience in 2018. He's a pastor. This is obedience in 2004. He's a womanizer. He's an alcoholic. This is obedience in 2018. But he's a pastor. Certain people even ask themselves, is really is he really a pastor? Is he really doing the right job? But obedience, don't get too comfortable about the title. Because when you are moving, wherever you go, the old you, it keeps on following you. It keeps on hunting you. It's looking for an opportunity so that the old you must come back. And I want to submit me to somebody this morning your Simon spirit it keeps on following you if you don't deal with it if you don't address it one day it's gonna come and overtake who you are and the church will be surprised is this the same man is this the same woman what happened it's not that you are not saved it's not that you are not Holy Ghost filled but the old man shake your neighbor and say neighbor the old man some of you love God but you are struggling with the old man because you keep on on Sunday you on Monday you some of you, you just entered the church. The old man is waiting for you outside. He knows that when you've got no power of the old man. But I have come to submit to somebody this morning. You better stand up and address your old man. And say, you've got no power over me. You can't rule over me. I am a new creation. I am a mother and a conqueror. Greater is he that is on the inside of me than he that is in the world. You better turn away from me. You're not hearing me. It's another thing to address the demons and they will hear you. Demons are very obedient. Especially if you use the name of Jesus. Or oh, somebody shout and say Jesus. Jesus. Hey, you are my old man, chief. Sometimes, sometimes the old man sits in church, allows you to operate as a Peter, and said, I'm waiting for you. Because I know that you have never addressed me. No, you can preach as Peter, but your Simon is waiting. And how many of us are in the church and you are struggling with a Simon? Whoa. 
process the things that I want to do, I don't do. But the things that I do. Paul, the problem is that your soul keeps on coming back. You keep on coming to the altar call, Lord, forgive me. No. You, when now you love God, your only problem, your problem is not sin. You, you even have power over sin. Your problem is that you address, oh, Jesus. You address sin here. Hello? And say, I rebuke you, sin. You've got no power over me in the name of Jesus. And you know what the sin does? It does not leave you. It becomes a BFF with your old man. And the old man says, no, let him shine. It's just for a while. When he comes back here, because he keeps on visiting me, I'm here to ask you a question. When last did you visit your old man? Ask your neighbor and say, neighbor, where is your old man? Some of you wish to get married. You, are, you don't know that you are getting married to a man with multiple personalities. He's got the new man that operates well when he's got money. When he's broke, you will see the python in him. And you come back, pastor, he beats me. No, the beating did not start now. He was like that even before. It's because things were going well. The moment you start to lift up your head and you question certain decisions because he never grew up being questioned. He never grew up accepting a challenge. He can't stand a woman with authority, a woman with determination. Therefore, he... Let me tell you something. The abusive man does not come from outside. It comes from inside. It's who he is on the inside. see you go to church but you still sleep around no many a times who you are right now does not have foundation pastor what are you talking about because you know the word of God you actually profess the word of God but you the word of God is not in you and if it's not in you, you are just an empty team that is making the loudest noise because you've got no substance. And the problem with the body of Christ today is that churches are full. They are full. We've got three services and whatnot, but are full with people that don't have substance. People drive beautiful cars, but without substance. Stay in beautiful houses without substance. Dress in beautiful suits without substance. What a shame when you look at a woman and you think it's a woman yet. It's a woman without substance. Because the Lord does not judge the outer appearance. He checks who you are on the inside. And you can't see who they are on the inside with the physical eyes. I always teach at church, that I told them yesterday, if you take oros and you pour it in a glass and you pour water and you drink, you are not drinking oros. You are just drinking water and oros. If you want to drink the real oros, pour oros and pour water. Take a teaspoon, mama. Begin to stay. Begin to stay. When you stay, you will get the real magoya. Let me tell you something. That man, that job, that, that idea, that thing that is happening in your life, that relationship that you have right now, the Lord must first stare it. So that when you stare it, oh, the thing that will stay in the foundation, the thing that will at the bottom of the glass, that will begin to subside and come to the top. And these are the things that you will never no! Unless you are tested and proven. Yeah. Sure. 
We've got the Department of SABS. South African Bureau of Standards. There is nothing that comes from outside this country that is allowed to happen or allowed to be sold in this country without being SABS approved. Now talk to me, church. Sit, guys. Because now you look like a couple. But indeed, they are a couple after you. They don't agree. But because they are after the same objective, it makes them to become one. And who is the objective? You are the objective. Now, we've got the SABS. It was Black Friday on Friday. I was asking one of my daughters, did you go to Black Friday? And she said, yes. Actually, I went before. What did you buy? I bought this, I bought big appliances, I bought a fridge, I bought this. I was like, wow, girl, you are growing, man. Why did you wait for now? She says, no, I had to wait for things to be on sale. Black Friday. And she, she, she told me something very important. And she said, Pastor, do you know what? It's good on Black Friday for me just to buy appliances, not buy food. Because not many of the food that we are buying, some of them, they're about to expire. But because it's Black Friday, we just take. And we don't check the expiry date. Pastor, what are you talking about? What the SABS does, it makes sure that it protects the consumer, a South African. It is not for you to approve the food. It is not for you to approve that fish. It is for the, once you see it on the shelf, it has been approved. There is a car that was made in China that looked like a Range Rover. I don't know what they call it. You know, it was, it was trending on social media. That car never made it to South Africa. Why? Because it could not pass the standards. South African Beru of standards. Oh, somebody shout and say standards. Even South Africa has got its own standards. It's not everything just because it's a car. It's not supposed to be sold in South Africa. There are certain cars that arrive at the port, at the Durban port, and they are carried by a truck. They don't get floated in South Africa. They go to the neighboring country in Zimbabwe because Zimbabwe, their standards accept those things. And South Africa, it, is, it will be very foolish of you just because you see trucks going to Zimbabwe and they are firing you and you start to lower your standards and you start to accept even cars that were not supposed to be sold here. Where now you can sell a BMW. Where now you can sell a Mercedes-Benz. You can sell a Range Rover. Let them sell the Toyotas because that is their standard. And the problem with the church today is that the church today, we've got young people, we've got mothers, we've got men without standards. Their standards are all dependent on who is close to me. Their standards keep on changing and they want to eat everything just because it's food. They partake of it. Why? Because there is no standards. But they are very particular on what they eat. But they are not particular on what their spirit is. I'm here to ask you, what is your spirit feeding from? If your spirit does not have standards, if your spirit does not test out the spirit, you will receive every prophecy. Even if a prophecy is coming from an inyanga. Because shouting amen, hallelujah, and jumping does not mean that you are, you've got standards. <laughs> because you can still jump without standards. 
I told you last week that if I date you and take you out and when we are sitting by the table and, and, and the waiter comes and says, what do you want to eat? And I say, no, I will have fish and prawns and I'll actually give me sushi for, for, for starters. Why? I speak with confidence because I know myself, I know my standards, I know what my body can consume. But when you sit on the other end and I love you so much, actually I want to marry you. But what you say to the waiter, anything is fine. What it says to me is that I'm about to marry a woman without standards. Because actually, listen to the acronym. Is it an acronym or an abbreviation, whatever? S-A-B. What does it stand for? Eh? Oh, come on, church, talk to me. What does it stand for? What's, what is the first S? The second M and then, and then A? Now, South African. Hello? Why? Because the standards cannot be placed into a place without identity. You can't stay standards of South Africa. Ah, no. Because then if you say standards of South Africa, which means South Africa depends on the standards. Am I talking to somebody this morning? I'm going to close just now. But now, listen. S-A-B-S. South African Peru of standards. What does it mean? Even if the standards can fail us, but we still got identity. Who am I? I'm a South African. I, Pastor, whatever do you mean? The Haven't you been to Chinese shops, Indian shops, and you find a Louis Vuitton? But when you, when you hold it, okay, maybe I'm, am I too high? <laughs> eh? Okay. <laughs> Have you been to Oriental Plaza, Oriental Plaza and you find a gas jean? And when you hold it, and you remember the one at gas, it's a jean. But one time I was in China, I nearly bought a, an Adibas sticky. You know Adibas? But when you're standing far, it looks like Adidas. But the way they've written it, I nearly bought a Nike. The, 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 the Nike goes like this, right? But that one was going like this. There are certain people that are wearing boots here. They showed me, I didn't know. I mean, I can't afford the Timberlands. They bought me at church. But they told me that you must watch some of the Timberlands. The tree that is on there is an FNB tree. But the person is walking. The person is wearing. When you, because you are looking from far, you say, hey, I love your Timberlands. But these are FNB Timberlands. Pastor, what are you? No, I'm not, I'm not here about fashion. Listen to me. It's because somebody compromised the standards of South Africa. But South Africa still remains. It's still got a precedent. Life is still going on. Why? Because the standards have been compromised. But the identity of who we are is never been compromised. Child of God, you cannot depend on the standards. Yet 
that you don't have identity. You must know who you are. You must know who you are called for. You must know your purpose. You must know what you are here to do. Then you can apply the standards in accordance with your identity. Just because you married her, just because it's your BFF, does not mean that the same standards that govern her are the same standards that are supposed to govern you because you are not called of the same purpose. Somebody shout and say standards. And the problem with us, even with the body of Christ, we don't have standards. I remember I had a meeting with him. All is the success house. We compromise our standards, church. And we say, no, man. Hey, we are worshiping too much. No, let's, let's have dancing songs. Let's have this. It looked very nice. But the standards were compromised. I think we did it for about five Sundays. All those five Sundays, the church was dry. I prayed. I would cry before God. Prepare a message. But when I come and preach, it's, the church is dry. And God says, no, it's not that I'm not with you. I am there with you. But I can operate in compromised standards. And how many of us, you are here, and you know, people look at you, you are a woman. People look at you, you are a married woman, you are a married man, but they don't know this is a married man without standards. Yeah. One thing that made the prodigal son to come back home is because he had lost standards. How do you see that he lost standards? If a human being that was flourishing and eating the inheritance, now starting eating with the pigs, those are not human standards. You degrade yourself into a pig standard. And I'm sorry to say you look so beautiful on the outside, but who you are on the inside, you are a pig standard. Listen to me now, if you're not yet married, please don't rush into marriage. Take time to know that person. Know their standards. What makes them tick? What makes them angry? Because you'll be surprised the day he lays a hand on you. That's, how, that's who he is when he's angry. But because you were so lovey-dovey, you never saw his other side of anger. And some of you are not hearing me. I sound like it's a joke. One day you will come and cry here. Because you compromise us. Can I talk to the young ladies in the church? Can I talk to the young ladies? You guys go out there, you fall in love. Jesus says, how can you yoke yourself with the unequal? You are unequally yoked. You are yoking yourself with darkness. And you want to change darkness into the light. You will never do that. And you say, Pastor, no, I love him. But because we are pastors, we just bless. And we want to marry you. And he comes to church every Sunday. He's coming to church because he wants to marry you. But the church is not in him. You will only know when he gets what he wants from you. And this, this tendency is not found on men mostly. It's found on women. Even now he's a church because you forced him. Every time I speak to the youth, I tell them when I preach everywhere, I tell them if he has not, when you are dating him, if he has never called you at 12 o'clock midnight and say, baby, wake up, let's pray. High corner. High corner. He can bless you with the money, but let me tell you something. There will be places where money will not take you. There will be places where money will not rescue. Go and ask the women in the house, the mothers in the house. They will tell you a story. Some of you don't know Uber. He picks you up. He drops you by the door. Two kids, one day. 
and your parents even speak and say, don't marry him. Don't marry her. Because we can operate social media, we can operate smartphones, we can operate MacBooks and laptops. We think we know better than them. But let me tell you something, they don't speak out of the knowledge of technology. They speak out of experience. And experience counts. I know it's a message you don't like, but you must hear this thing. This guy here, he plays for me because he's experienced in this thing. Before we make a decision about equipments to be bought in church, I am the leader of the church. She is the finance lady of the church. But we, 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 we sign and we approve and we say, no, money must go out. But money can go out without experience having spoken. He's not a pastor, but he's got the experience that I don't have. He's too young, but he's got the experience that I don't have. There are certain things I must first go and ask and say, Samuel, how do we do this thing? How do we do this connection? Why? Because he is not speaking out of revelation, he's speaking out of experience. And the problem with the church today is that you are so much dependent on revelation and you ignore experience. But experience counts sometimes. Sometimes we need to sit with older people. I was telling my dad and say, Daddy, no, 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 no. The things you are doing is not right. You need to sit with me. Tell me about the church. Tell me about the life of the church. Tell me about how to deal with this in the church. How to deal with this in the church. Why? Because before you die, I must source out of your experience. That's why they say you can never judge a man until you walk three days in his book, in his boots. But why? Because you are judging him with less experience. Let me give you this example. Even if you talk about it, the person themselves, they won't hear about it. My, where's my firstborn? See, this is my firstborn, understand? She turns 14 next week. Her name is Abigail. She's my firstborn. Now, me and her mother, we met and we, and Mwanga was born. And Mwanga was born outside of marriage. Oh, and the pastor, the parents, both of them, both sides, they were angry. I mean, I stood there, I'm like, Mwanga is my child. Mwanga is my child. But the parents stood there. They were leshing. They were leshing. They were I remember my father, he told me, and he said, boy, you have taken a decision to grow up. Now that you are a man, you step out of my house. Because see, you are a man you must go and provide for your child. And I had to grow up very quickly. I think I was, I think I was 23 if I'm not mistaken. I had to grow up very quickly because that child wants to eat. That child wants milk. But that child was born out of wedlock. Now, I want to drive a point home. And I did not listen. So, there was another family that were friends of ours in, at home. Yo, they came. Yo, they lashed me. You are a sinner. You are this. This is rubbish. He must be excommunicated. He must be done this. Yo, this thing will never... Look, look at... And they gave examples with their children. Look at, look at that one. Why can't you be like this one? Why can't you be like Neo? Look at Neo, how she does things. Ah, you know, I felt like I can kill myself because I have sinned everywhere. I was nothing. 
But let me tell you something. I've learned something in life. I, I still love that woman. She's a pastor. Yeah, but she tricks you. I love that woman. Sometimes when I meet her on the road, I want to remind her of the lesson she gave me. And indeed, I was all excommunicated. Obedience, come to the front. After the preaching, I stood there. You know, I'm stubborn. Stood there. The day I went to church, I was looking awesome. I stood there. They spoke. They spoke. They spoke. He's not allowed to touch anything in the church. I was, ew, everybody was talking about it. The whole Pretoria was buzzing. That day, our church was full because people knew there is an event that is about to happen. Hear me? Hear me now? And you think you are immune from these things? It happened. Ah! When I came out, I was driving my first car, Toyota Corolla. I got into my car. I left. I never wanted to see church ever again in my life. I never wanted to set foot in church ever again in my life because even the people that I depended on, they were the ones that were spreading the news everywhere. I did not have a friend. But one thing I did, the issue of me not wanting to see church was just emotions. On Sunday, put on my suit, slay, walk to the front, and sit in the front. But hear this, that woman, time happened. You know, there are certain issues in your life that you must not address, just give them time. Time will tell. Shake your neighbors and neighbors, time will tell. And when time happens, I think it was four years down the line. Muranga was already jumping. Muranga was already running. Boom! I get a call from my mom. Obi, you must run to so-and-so's family. There is a serious issue there. I'm like, what's happening? You know me and those people? I know, no, no. The mother has just found out that the daughter is pregnant with twins. When I, when I heard that, I don't want to lie to you. I stood there Let's see what you're gonna do now. The child was pregnant with twins. She gave birth. If, not even, you know, women will understand. Sometimes when you're pregnant with twins, the other seed can just disappear. This one never disappeared. She gave birth to twins. I made sure that I must go to that house to see the twins. But my objective was to remind the mother. When I arrived there, she couldn't even greet me. She couldn't even talk to me. Why? She was speaking then. There was, she was speaking out of revelation, but not out of experience. There was no experience, and she judged before time. And how many people are in the church that we have judged? They can't come to church, but you have judged before time. The things that you are judging, even you right now, you are struggling with the same thing. You talk about people, so and so is jolly, so and so is doing this in the church, but no one is opening your file. If you were to open your file here, people will run away. How many people have we chased out of church? Some of the people can't come to church anymore. They, they feel worthless because of your words. I'm here to warn you, you are speaking out of experience. Be careful of the seed that you are sowing. You will reap the same seed. That is why when I started this church, I told them I don't excommunicate anyone. This child, 
She just gave birth to a child. Me and her, we spoke, we finished our issues. I don't have to come and stand here and expose you, but expose her to you that don't even know anything. When the woman that was caught in adultery appeared before Jesus, Jesus never judged, but the church of today. Ah. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, how much of experience do you have? Many people have got experience here. But they've never walked the talk. I've seen them. People stand in church. Haven't you seen them? I will give this. I will give this. I will give this. I will give this. It's just talk. No, walk the talk. The experience that you have does not quantify you to live to the words that you have just spoken. Hello? Hello? Let's close. And we go home. And the Lord said to Simon, 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 indeed, Satan has done what? Oh, come on, talk, talk to me, church. As Satan has done what? Before you sentence me, please, I want you to understand the scripture. That some of the things that are happening in my life, I have been asked for. But, the I'm requesting um, the services of your son, Ketani. Can I use him? And the father agrees. All the abuse that I'm doing, I am doing them under the authority of the father because I asked him from the father and said, hey, can I use your son? And when, I, when the son comes to me, I can use him at my own peril. I can use him at my own liberty. I can use him as I see fit. Why? Because I asked him from the father. And the Lord said to Simon, you might be moving with me. You might be my spokesperson. You might be in my ministry. But I'm here to announce to you, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you. What has he asked for? He does not want to bless you. He does not want to elevate you, but Satan has asked for you that he may sift you like wheat. You better be on your toes because you have been asked for Satan. Satan has asked for you. Oh, let me tell you something, Simon. Satan has a relationship with God. They have a meeting without you and you are not there. And they had a meeting about you. They asked for you, Donani. They asked for you, Sylvia. That's why things keep on happening. That's why you apply the standards, but the standards don't apply themselves to you. Why? Satan has asked for you. And the Lord said to Simon, Satan has asked for you. And I'm here to talk to somebody this morning. What is happening? Some of the things have just happened suddenly. You ask yourself why? No, it's not your problem. You've been asked for. 
Some of you are calling meetings and there is no solution. You have been in three meetings now. There is no solution. No, the problem is not the meeting. The problem is not the family that you come from. The problem is that you have been asked for. And as a man, as a woman in the house, when you have been asked for, and Satan begin to strip you off of everything. In the book of Job chapter number one, it was Satan who appeared in the presence of God and say, Lord, and the Lord said to Job, have you considered my servant Job? He lives an upright, he lives a blameless life. And it was God, it was Satan who said, God, it's because of the hedge that you've created around him. And the Satan asked for Job from the Lord. Why? Because he could not, he could not attack Job. He could not attack Simon without permission. I'm here to submit to you. Before the devil attacks you, he always attacks you under permission. Whatever he does in your life, his, his power has been limited because God must grant the permission. Look at Simon. I'm closing now. Say, Simon, Satan has, has done what? Has asked for. I love it because when Satan asks, he does not ask for a group. He asks for an individual. And there are people in this church that you are in the list of, the, of Satan. He's about to ask for you or he has already asked for you. And all of a sudden, the situation has changed 360 degrees. And you ask yourself, what happened? No, you have just been requested. The mistake that you will do is to try and solve the after effects of the request. Yet the request was not made to you. Oh, I need to say that again. The mistake that you will do is to call a meeting to try and solve the after effects of the request. Yes, you yet you did not authorize the request. How oh, can I talk to you, Simon? When the Satan has asked for you, you need to identify where the request was made. You need to find out and discover who authorized the attack. And when you find out who authorized the attack, you must go back to where the authorization was made. You can't just start by fighting the enemy. You need to understand why the authorization was made. I want to bring this to you in the next 15 minutes. Why was it authorized? The Bible says, Simon, Satan has asked for you. What does he want to do? He wants to sift you like we. Somebody say sift. Somebody say sift. He wants to sift you like wheat. If you sift something, if you come from the villages, you will see the old ladies. They will take something like a, it's, it's, it's called a sifter. In Fenda, in my language, they call it garachane. And they put, they, they begin to throw things up. They throw the maze up coming down. Why? They want to separate the real from the fake. They want to separate the maze from the stones. And the, and, and the law says, I have agreed that Satan must sift you because who you really are will never be manifested unless Satan has sifted you. Who you really are, your ministry will never come out unless you are under persecution. Baby, your ministry will never come out unless they divorce you. Your ministry will never come out unless they retract you. The reason you are HIV positive is because your ministry is to go out and help the destitute. Your ministry is to go out and the reason why you have been abused when you were young, there was a purpose, there was a ministry and the Lord said, Simon, Satan has asked for you, but here I authorize it. I did not only authorize it. Verse number 32. Let's read it together. Let's go one, two. Ah, come on, church. Let's go one more time. Ah, 
Read the first word. What is the first word there? Satan has done. But. You're not hearing me. Satan has done what? Shake your neighbor as a neighbor. Satan has asked for you. But. I need to preach this thing in the close. When Satan was asking for you, there was a bat in the corner waiting. When Satan was asking for you, there was an interjection in the corner. A bat, they call it a conjunction. Hello? When it comes, this thing, Satan has asked for you. Before bat comes, can I talk to Simon? You are prayerful, bro. You give tithe. You give offering. You are good looking. Please don't look down upon yourself because of the situation. Don't define yourself because of the happenings around. The happenings that are happening around you is because you have been requested. And the problem with you, Simon, is that you are paying, you are making permanent decision out of a temporary situation. And the permanent decisions are made out of standards. Out of, not in standards. Because there is no basis, there is no foundation. Because the situation that you are in is just a temporary situation. Oh, but can I talk to you? There's a bat waiting at the corner. It's hidden here. Jesus says, this is the word of Jesus too, Simon. He says, but the angels have prayed. Actually, I assigned an intercession team to pray. Actually, I spoke to your mother to pray for you. <laughs> I'm here to announce to you, Jesus has stopped the whole program. Jesus has stopped whatever he was doing. He said, Simon, Satan has asked for you. But you're not understanding this. Come, stand there. Stand there. Just do like this. Do like this. Call him. That's Satan. No, go. That's Satan. You were on your way going to the safety. But when a bat comes, it interjects the journey that you were going on. You never understood what was happening. But when the bat comes, it says, No, you can't go. You can't go there. Because before you go there, I must announce something to you. You are missing it. I'm going to break it down for you. Satan keeps on calling. Because the bat is never revealed to Satan. The bat is only revealed to you. Because the message was not for Satan. The message was for you. Simon, Simon, the devil has asked for you. But Jesus says, but. Look at him. He wants to go because he's being called. But the bat is pulling him back. What is this bat? That, that's what I want to talk about. What is this bat? Let's read the scripture. Let's read together. He says, but. Who is the eye here? Lift up your right hand and say, Satan has asked for me. But Jesus is praying for me. Let me break it down for you. Chief, pastor could not pray for you. Intercessors could not pray for you. 
Not even your mother could pray for you. Not even your best friend could pray for you. But I hear a heavenly program that has defined, that has been divinely initiated. Actually, your situation has brought a program for Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus says, but. Now, the but pulls you back. Because Jesus, because Jesus is sitting on the throne. He is praying for who? For, for ah, come on, church. He's praying for who? He's praying for who? Chief, if Jesus is praying for you, then why are you giving up? Chief, if Jesus is praying for you, then why are you about to kill yourself? Because you are disappointing the prayers of Jesus. Now hold him up, hold him. If you let him go, he's going to go. I want to bring this to you. I'm going to have a few minutes. The strength of the bat is dependent on the strength of the prayer. Come on, pray, brother. The more he prays, listen, I want to show you something. But I have done what? I have prayed for you. This is my topic of the day. Why? Why was Jesus praying? Why? You think he was, he was praying for you to, to flaunt? He was praying for you to show off? Actually, can I submit to you this morning? He was not praying for your physical man. That's why that situation, you should have died, you are still alive. It's not about you, this thing. Jesus was not praying for this thing. The Bible says, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, your faith will not fail. Your faith, oh, come on, this, the prophesy this upon somebody and say, neighbor, your faith will not fail. For the next 10 minutes, I want to talk to somebody. Your body must be failing. Your finances might be failing you. Your friends might be failing you. Your pastor might be failing you. Even the church is failing you. But Jesus has sent me this morning to tell somebody, I have prayed for you. That's your faith. Jesus is praying for your faith. Mama, you can't give up. Your faith is too strong. My sister, Jesus is praying for your faith. That's your faith should not fail. It will go through. It will be attacked. But it will not. The fact that Jesus is praying for you does not mean that you are immune to attacks. The fact that Jesus is praying for you does not mean that you will not get sick. The fact that Jesus is praying for you does not mean that your relatives will not die. But Jesus says, in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, you shall not stay in the valley because you are fair. Shake your name and say your faith will not fail. Lastly, the scripture says, and, and what? When you have returned to me. Let me show you. The bat was holding you so that before you go, you must receive a confirmation, an assurance of why you are going and where you are going. The bat was holding you back so that you can receive an assurance 
and insurance. There is a difference between assurance and insurance. Assurance is confirmation. Insurance is protection. Therefore, I will not move without insurance. I will not move without confirmation and protection. Jesus allows you. The fact that I'm praying for you, I'm not praying away the safety. Because some of you are getting excited that you won't be sifted. No, I'm not praying away the safety. I only said bad so that I must give you a confirmation and a protection. Assurance and insurance. Somebody say assurance, insurance. Assurance, insurance. He's still calling the devil. But you still go. Hello? And the devil sifts you. I'm here to tell you, brother, when you have been asked for, go and ask Job. He was asked for. He lost the children. He lost his possession. Even his wife turned against him. Not because of anything he was asked for. I want to show you something. Listen. And when you return to me, Where's Jesus? Come, Jesus. Sit next to an angel there. After Jesus has prayed for you, he sits on the grandstand and he watches the process takes place. Because before you went, he gave you confirmation that I prayed for you. But not only that confirmation, he also gave you confirmation that you shall return. That's a word for somebody this morning. He said, child of God, you are going to the sifting. They will sift you hood. They will sift you until you are unsiftable. They will sift you until there is nothing to sift anymore. But Jesus gives you an assurance. When you return to me. But can I talk to somebody in this house? You will not return until the sifting is over. You will not return before time. Actually, when you are busy celebrating that car, they are about to repossess it. They are about to repossess their house. After they repossess their house, they will divorce you. After they divorce you, you will feel like killing yourself. But Jesus says, you will not kill yourself because you still need to return. Oh, I hear the Lord says, I'm sitting in heaven. I'm waiting for your return. I'm waiting for you to come back. But the problem is that some of you have taken citizenship in the safety. You've even taken passport. And people are looking at you, but you are a foreigner. You are like me, everywhere I go, I feel like today, these days, I must carry an ID. Because everywhere I go, people ask me, ah, what's your name, Obi? Yesterday I was at the bank, what's your name, Obi? You come from Nigeria? I'm like, I, I might be dark, but I don't come from Nigeria. And many of you are dwelling in places where people look at you and they say, well, now you don't belong here, you are a foreigner. You don't belong in this world, you are a foreigner. You don't belong in this club, you are a foreigner. You don't belong in this relationship, you don't belong in this abuse, you don't belong in this retrenchment, you don't belong in this disappointment, you don't belong in this, you don't belong in this. You are and sickness is looking at you what are you doing in a foreign land because you have taken the sickness to become your residence but Jesus is waiting let's close the Bible says when you return to me lastly when you return there is a ministry that was deposited in you in the safety. If you never allowed yourself to go to the safety, ministry will never be birthed. 
Oh, you're not hearing me, church. What is this ministry, Pastor? Lastly, when Jesus allowed you to, to go for safety, he knew that there will be brethren that will need to be strengthened. There must be somebody with the ministry of strengthening the brethren. And this ministry does not sit in anybody else except you, Simon. Actually, you are surrounded by the bat and surrounded by the devil. The bat is just there watching so that the word that was spoken by him must not. That's why the Bible says, Satan, you can do anything, but don't touch his person. Oh, look at your neighbor as a neighbor. You are holding a person. What you see now is not the real person. The real person is on the inside. That's why when the devil attacks you, he attacks the container so that the the attack on the container may infect the real person of who you are. And many of us will take decision out of the mentality of a container, but we forget that we are affecting the real you. Jesus, the sifting is over. Listen to me. When you go back, when you return, you return alone. But you are not for yourself. You guys on the front row, stand. Stand. You know where they stood? Jesus has just stood up. And the whole heaven stands up. Because the whole heaven it's applauding you. The whole heaven is giving you an applause that you have conquered the temptation. You have conquered the sifting. You have conquered the battle. Now, you go back. You kneel before Jesus. Kneel before Jesus. And he said, well done. Moses, Esther, everybody, they're watching. You're crowning. Why? When you stand up. You're not the same person anymore. You are standing up. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's not every storm that is meant to kill you. It's not every storm that is meant to finish you. Some of the storms the Lord has allowed because without the storm there won't be anointing. Without you going through there won't be elevation. Jesus is allowing you to go through because he has trusted you enough that you will not give up in the temptation. You will not give up in the sifting because it is in the sifting that the real you is going to be born. Look at him. He's in the grandstand. And some of you want to copy him. But you don't want to copy what he has been through. Some of you want to copy their blessings. But you don't want to copy their process. Don't just envy a blessing without knowing the process. Don't just envy the money they have, yet you don't know what they went through. Some of the things we had to, we had to take, we have to take humiliation, criticism, so that we can get where we are supposed to be. 
And this man can be the next pastor of this church. But it all depends whether he will allow the process of sifting to take place. But Jesus says, I have prayed for you. You can see it, guys. That your faith should not fail. And I was here this morning. This is the word that the Lord dropped to me when I was seated there. And he said, tell my people, your faith will not fail. Anything can fail. Let it fall away. Let it go. Let them talk about you. Let them leave you. But you need to hold on, on to your faith. You need to keep your faith together with you. Don't allow yourself to lose your faith. Because it is your faith that will not fail you. People can fail you. But your faith will never fail you. And there are people that are in this house going through stuff, going through challenges. I have a word from God. He said, I must tell you. I'm praying for you. I, I have a word for you. The Lord said, I must tell you. It's not a prophecy. The Lord said, I must tell you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Jesus said, I must tell you, I stopped everything. I'm not healing the sick. I'm praying for you. I'm seated at the right hand side of the Father. Pray. That's why you keep going through and you think you're going to die. Instantly, things start working. Jesus says, it's all because of my prayers. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm, 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 I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. And Jesus, Jesus said, I must ask you, please accept my intercession. I'm making intercession for you. I'm making intercession for you. The church doesn't even know your name. They don't even know where you come. They don't even have your records in the, in, in, in the tithe book. But Jesus says, I don't care about your money. I am praying for you. I am here to speak to somebody. You are about to throw in the towel. The message version says, you can't give in, you can't give out. Jesus says, if you give out, if you give in, you are disappointing my prayers. Church, you can disappoint the pastor's prayer, but don't disappoint Jesus. He is down on his knees and he is praying for you that your faith should not fail you. Amen and amen. Let's stand up on our feet and we close. Jesus says, Some of you have compromised the standards. And you've let in things that were not supposed to be in. But Jesus says, Even if the standards are compromised, I'm still praying for you. 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 You might look like a disappointment, a worthless thing to your parents, a worthless thing to your partner, to your boss. You look like nothing is going to happen. Look at me, look at me, forget about the worship. The Lord says, I am praying for you. That your faith 
Your faith. Your faith should not fail you. If you go read the, the, the account of Job, he lost everything. And the Lord, from Job chapter 3, the Lord restored everything to a double portion. Why? Because Job held on. Even if his wife, his wife said, are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. But Job never sinned with his mouth. Why? Because he didn't want to disappoint the prayers of Jesus. Are you here this morning? And things are not going well. Things are tough. Things are dear Mekah. You don't know whether you are coming or going. I hear the Lord says, right there in that situation, that's where I exist. I am praying for you. With when our eyes are closed, I want to invite you. I want to invite you. Maybe you didn't even commit a sin. You are even asking yourself, Lord, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? I just need to release the grace upon your life. The grace to hold on. I know. The devil is sifting so hard. When you do right, he does more bad. When you do right, things become worse and worse and worse and worse. You don't even know the reason why you keep on coming to church. But I hear the Lord says, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you, you, you. I'm praying for you. I know the world has given up upon you, but the Lord says, I do not. I don't have a scabby. I didn't have it. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Not because you have a qualification of my prayers, but I'm praying for you because I gave birth to you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I want to pray with those people this morning. You are here. And things are just dear, Mecca. Your faith cannot fail. And you feel your faith going down. The level of your faith is going down. Walk to the front. All eyes closed. I don't have any spectators. All eyes closed unless you're coming to the front. Somebody's faith must be strengthened. Somebody's faith. There is a ministry that is about to be birthed in your life. I hear the Lord says, I need to birth the ministry. But I'm using everything that you're going through to birth that ministry. The faith can't fail you. Your faith can't fail you. Your faith can't fail you. Come, come, come. Shut up, your faith can fail you. Do you have leaders here, guys? Can you just organize these people? Your faith can fail you. 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 You cry all night. You cry, your pillow, your pillow knows your tears. You, you keep on crying. You don't even know what you're crying for. You don't even know what you're crying for, but you just keep on crying, just keep on crying. Jesus says, I'm coming. I've come. And I'm praying for you. 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 Your faith will not fail. Shut up. If you're standing there at the back, I want you to stretch forth your right hand to these people here. You people in front, you lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift them up. Lift them up to the Lord. Lift them up. Lift up that situation. Lift it up. Lift up. Lift up your faith. Lift up your faith. 
lift up your faith. I know your faith level is going down, but God can restore it. You can't, 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 you can't throw in the towel. That situation is not there to consume you. That situation is not there to kill you. That situation is not there to finish you off. That situation is not over until God says it's over. It's not over until God says it's over. There is a divine purpose that God wants to manifest in your life. Church, help me pray for this people. Help me pray for this people. The heavens are praying for you. The heavens are praying for you. If you want to kneel down, you can kneel down before God. Bring that situation before God. Bring that situation before God. And say, Lord, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what is happening in my life, oh God. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need thee. I need thee. I need thee. I need thee. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you. I need you. I need you, Jesus. If you call on him, he's here. If you call on him, he's here. If you need him, he's yeah, he's here, he's here, he's here. He can, he can, he can do it for you. He can, he can manifest himself to you. He can manifest himself to you. He can manifest himself to you. Come on, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself, my sister. Pray for yourself, mama. Present that situation to the Lord. Present that situation to the Lord. Present Present that situation to the Lord. Present that situation to the Lord. Present that little life. Return. return to the Lord. For the Lord said, when you return, when you return, you shall strengthen. You shall strengthen the brethren. I hear the Lord says, your return is about to come. Your return is season. Your return is season. It's about to come. Shout and cry before the Lord. And say, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need thee. Oh, bless me now. I Savior, I come to